This week on Amazingly Terrible, we are watching Gundam Seed, Episode 8, The Songstress of the Enemy Forces. David has nothing for this. Come on, David. Remember what it deserves. You're listening to Amazingly Terrible, the podcast that wants you to know some stuff, just not good stuff. My name's Adam. My name's Matt. My name's David. They call me Mike. It is true that we want to educate people in idiocy. <laughs> Even if it is by exposing our own. I mean, that's primarily well, Yeah, that's the whole point teach. of this. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm stating the obvious, but I mean... That's the whole point of this podcast, also. Because it could be, we see this as Im, not gifting, but imposing our wisdom on future generations. I, I would say <laughs> it's forcing it down their throat, like the way that Adam eats anything. Yeah, because I know, I'm, dear listener, <laughs> dear listener, I know you're sitting in the Library of Congress right now. Uh, listening to the, the two greatest to come out of the 21st century. <laughs> It, the complete podcast recordings of Amazingly Terrible and Mark just Twain. a repeating, repeating audio, Foley track of Adam eating. <laughs> that is just, that is the ASMR. That's what is in commercials in 2735 yeah. is like Adam chewing and them saying, you know, you want to eat Taco Bell 5.1. Yeah, you filthy 27 fivers. We know what gets you hard. <laughs> Fucking Adam's mouth. Adam's big lips just smacking around, hot, slathering, sweaty lips, food down its gullet. Not quite grasping the object he's trying to eat. David, I have only one thing to say. What the fuck? Curse your dice. You're the one who added this to the list. I didn't add this episode. <laughs> no, you're, you're res- it's fruit of the poison tree. Mike. Okay, so no. Okay, so do you guys remember from Jurassic Park where Ian Malcolm taps on the uh, the camera and says, uh, "Do you plan on having dinosaurs in on on your dinosaur tour?" I found myself during this episode saying, "Are there are, are, there, are any there any Gundams Gundam? in this Gundam episode?" And well, first of all, they're called Jin in this. Uh, and the, they're, no, the answer is there's no. There's like one Gundam, and it's because of a flashback. So, so here, here's my, yeah. here's my, here's my summary of this entire episode. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're getting right to it. We're, my entire summary of this episode is analogous to the Dragon Ball Z charging up episode, oh, yeah. where the entire yeah, episode course. is. Is them going, uh, or the, let's cut to Earth and see what all the Earthlings are doing. Or back yeah, at Namek, back at Namek, what is, what's going on with the Namekians? Uh, this entire this is episode. Called, we was, don't have a plot. This was That's a, what this, fl- is called. this was a fluff episode with fluff characters and fluff plot. And I need to say fluff three more times before I really yeah. get my point across. That there's actually not a goddamn Thing going on in this entire episode but my checklist at the end does cover all of the main basic 
enemy uh, troops that we need to go through. So, yeah, um, I, I, w- I was gonna say this is more of a character building episode than a combat episode, but yeah, but the characters are so terrible that you could hardly yeah. say that they've built anything. Well, it's, that, yeah. well, it's yeah. yeah, barely anything characteristic to them. Like the only thing that you really get is like a slight bit of backstory. But honestly, the most telling thing about this episode was the preview for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, damn it! Does that don't you hate when that happens? Um, I'm really disappointed that you like saw how terrible this was, Mike. Because I was really looking forward to just fucking railing at it while you were while you were. Ima- <laughs> I was imagining you going, yeah, but you, you don't you don't understand the intricacies. Do you, no. see, do you see what he's feeling? This first, this first goes all, back to season eight of the first series. Well, no, you got to understand. I was never big onto mech anime. It was. Oh, uh, okay. It, it oh no, we we know what you like about it. Uh, I know, like. and I know you know, and we know we know, and I'm pretty sure most of our viewers know by now. It's organic, to say the least. It's it's Germanic. <laughs> Germanic is that is that like Germanic that or Germanic? <laughs> it's both. I've heard it both ways. It's German. <laughs> it's German, and not not like the not like the uh, Jackson Five member. It's. It's... I just made that joke. <laughs> so, guys. <laughs> you guys. All right, gentlemen. What does Gundam stand for? <laughs> Webster's <laughs> defines Gundam. <laughs> Gun- Are you saying it's an, an acronym? Gundam is an acronym. Oh, and really? depending okay. on the source of information that you get from the internet, which is always true except on days today, April Fool's, everyone, um... It's the one time of year that people actually double-check the information they get on the internet. It's kind of hilarious. Yeah, I saw that as well. So Gundam could actually stand you for... You believed it. Generational... No. Or Generation Unsubdued Nuclear... Nu- 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 nuclear. 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 How did, an nuclear. S, how did it get an S in there? Un, oh, uh, unsubdued is the word? Unsubdued is one word. It's you. So Generation <laughs> Unsubdued Nuclear Drive Assault Module. Nuclear. Nuke, nuclear. Nuclear. Um, the, the, that's the silent dummy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> or it could this be. This is who we have sitting in our silos. Had, <laughs> had they they kicked me out. It was it was a it was a mutual break. You know we both needed time off. Um. Or it could be generation unrestricted network drive assault module. Or, or it could be giant, unrealistic nuclear dams as- uh, armed masterfully. Gamma, <laughs> gamma ununification demalium amalgama mobile suit. Or gunnery united nuclear deuterion advanced maneuver system Gundam Sea Destiny anime. Govern <laughs> of U- universal national decide advanced mobile suit. Or um, goddamn unthought of nuclear damn Adam Matt. Genetic on universal neutrality different alloy neum alloy neum mobile suit. Gundam. I'm just confused because here we have Gundam spelled with a D U M. Gundam. It's the, it's the dumbest of the Gundam. 
Okay, here here's the here's the best one that I've seen so far. Like literally, like actually the best one. General unilateral neurolink dispersive autonomic maneuver system. That's much yeah. better. How about go under neither dog, Aunt May? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let's go with that. That's go under that's forever neither dog, Aunt May. Perfect. What, yeah. what about the M? May. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ma. I may not Ma. know how to spell Gundam. Animation. Animation. That's right. The M is is a small M, not a big M. No, 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 no. You have to, you're, you're saying it like Spider Man would say it to his Aunt May. So it's go Spider-Man? under neither dog Aunt May. Mm. <laughs> 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 Aunt May. Go under neither dog and may, maybe. And may. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So we open to a gigantic space armada battle. With lasers and the pew-pew and... We're trying to figure out what's going on because we started at episode eight and not episode one, so we really don't have any idea what's going on other than yeah. obviously there's faction A versus faction B fighting each other. And yeah, I, ca- I well, called this the, uh, the the trapezoids versus the triangles. Yeah, this is obviously a a recap of last episode because nothing interesting happens in this episode. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Shit, I just uh, fucking I mean, spit out I my feel like, I feel like the opening is pretty awesome, honestly. We get a little summary of, you know, the history of the of the future, and we get to learn about the very exciting Valentine's Day incident or whatever the fuck it is. It, I love that explosions are pink and green in the future. Like, I, I'm so tired of these boring explosions right now. Just, you know, Michael Bay explosions being all mm-hmm. red and just, you know, gray. Yeah, why should red have all the fun, you know? Yeah. Let's yeah. Let, let the other colors into play around. Pink, and pink is there. such yeah. a beautiful explosion color. Oh, man, I oh, I agree. Yeah. Really, when I see an explosion, right. I kind of, you know, I look for the pink, if you know what I mean. If oh, yeah. it's not pastel, it's not perfect. Well, I kind of look for the pink before the explosion, but, you know, that's... That's why you are the master and I am just a lowly pick student. <laughs> do, do you want to do a little bit of background there, Mike? I think the only uh, thing that's really background? important uh, so for us to know is that this is the ninth Gundam installment. Gundam stands for... Oh, Jesus. Oh, wait. Oh. No. The, okay. This, so this, this is, is the ninth, is the ninth installment. installment of the Gundam franchise. I think that's the most important thing. And this was... Oh, okay. This came out in early 2000s. So this oh, is what? Oh, 20... but, th- but this does take place in an alternate universe. So it's not continuous with oh. any of the other. So, oh, it isn't. So this is oh, oh, the oh, one universe theory sense. at all? Like, that makes a lot so of sense. So could, could this tie... I, I think that this somehow ties into Garfield. Or or maybe even Heathcliff. Well, I, yeah. I had a question about that because it felt like the area we was really constrained. Like everything just seemed to take place right around Earth. Unless I was really misunderstanding the space geography but it seemed like yeah yeah, it seems like they were all really close to earth and i was like well have all the other series done like they've they've slowly closed in that this is the only zone of the war left to talk about because they've covered like this is what they were like on earth this is what they were like on venus this is where they were like in increasing zones of influence right so so this is the ninth installment gundam seed so is there also like gundam dot hack and 
Gundam Online and Gundam Slayer and Gundam Z. Uh, these are <laughs> well, sure gamer jokes, Z everybody. The gamer jokes. These are anime jokes, Dum Dum. Yeah. Oh, okay. I I have no okay. idea because it doesn't say that directly at the very first part of the Wikipedia page, which is the only thing I'm looking at right now. Gundam so, Seed and Moon or Sun and Moon. I um, I can tell you that this series spawned three compilation films. And it was adapted Return into a Gundam, manga, uh, as well as light novels. Or, or and there was a sequel series called Let's... Mobile Suit Gundam Seed Destiny. It sounds a lot like you've done some research, Adam. Legend of Gundam. Novel. No, uh, no, it's The Return Wikipedia. of Gundam. Wikipedia idea. <laughs> How does this episode begin? Uh, like I said, a gigantic space armada battle. And then we have our protagonist uh, looking all teary-eyed. Wait, wait, wait. I wanted to mention that it does look super cool, and it's all hand-animated, except for a few CGI bits that look like yeah. garbage. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's obviously it's early all, 2000s. Yeah, it's, it's before they started adding 3D CGI in and trying to cool up their anime. This is all classic anime, like, well, animation. No, this, this is, I think this is right classic. at the beginning. This is right at the beginning when they started to add... Uh, CG 3D uh, things because because yeah, they have a little bit in the space scenery, but that's about it. Yeah, the, the so, explosions. Yeah, but it, 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 it's it's still 3D. It's not 3D for 2D. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. no, no, yeah, yeah. Cell rendered. It's not cell rendered. Oh, and it's God. uh, and it's hot garbage. Don't get me started. So. Those bits are hot garbage, but everything else looks awesome. Lots of pew pews and bang bangs and explodes blows. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. It, it, well drawn. Um, for anime, obviously, you know, anime was what? known for their their cost cutting. Um, so, wait, what? Are you are you in comparison are you... to like Disney? Their you know meticulous, their lavish lavish, lavish spending on animators. Spending, you, yes. You mean all you mean of, like in this. comparison to like Ducktales? Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? All right, let's move, okay. let's move you, on. You were saying so, that the, okay. the anime is good, or the animation is good for an anime because anime animation sucks. Generally, they, they, yeah, they only um, animate a very small portion of the entire screen. They have, like, large amounts of dialogue or monologue over static uh, pictures the whole the whole form of anime is completely controlled by its budget like they um they animate at 16 frames a second instead of 32 mm -hmm. it, they the quick snaps between poses mm -hmm. is a, a cost-saving measure like you don't draw all the in-betweens of characters moving fluidly they snap from position to position and, and then yeah yeah lots of well-drawn still images because it's easier to draw one nice image than many simple images and honestly i feel like that it hasn't become a it's not a crutch it's become a defining feature of anime which is in its own right kind of it's not something to be like proud of but it's something that is distinguishable for anime yeah we've glorified garbage our culture is like our podcast <laughs> we are a microcosm of the greater world around us during the space battle we have a teary-eyed protagonist who happens to find a pod. Yeah, a I call this uh, Goofus Finds a Life Pod. 
it, it, you know, it, he happens upon it and they bring it into their ship because what else would you do with a strange pod? Let's bring it on board. Oh, this it, is it works this for is, aliens. This is number one in this military is completely incompetent. <laughs> yeah, it, it works for aliens, so why not do this now? Yeah. Why aren't they opening it, say, in an airlock? Or yeah. a quarantine zone. Yes, yeah, or into exactly. a cell. Yep. But no, because what happens is the gruff technician guy, you know... With an ascot. He has an ascot. Yeah, he's actually... Oh, he does, cool. doesn't he? He's he actually the coolest ascot. character. Yeah. And they have a couple guys with guns, you know, guarding, but then little well, got, like, annoying sidekick yeah. robot comes popping out. And then we have our wispy... Beautiful, pink-haired anime girl pop out of the. Except like it does look a lot like someone has smacked her in the head. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. someone, she looks someone has cranked her in the side of the face, and like her nose is way over to the left. You yeah. saw that too. And she and looks like her mouth weird. is open, and she's like, it's like she's like drooling, and she's just sort of like. It's yeah. like Mike Tyson like punched someone and then threw them out of a. Yeah. And if this military was in all competent, that is when. The guard should have opened fire. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is, like, and that's whoa, whoa. the end of the episode. We're yeah. done. My, She's my favorite one. Too distracted she, by the robot. She was already completely out of the pod by the time they noticed her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's completely on like she's high as a fucking kite. Um, they they should have fucking smoked her off the bat. This is the first confusing point for me because it seemed like everybody <laughs> was standing and that there was gravity on the ship. And then she floats out of the pod, and I was like, "Is her species supposed Magically. to be able to fly? Is this like a well, yeah?" A no, no, they have they have mag boots. Well, yeah. I I get they that through context later on. I didn't realize it was that snarky. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's beautiful. Try, try <laughs> I want to both like a man. <laughs> so, but yeah, like obviously they use a lot of hair products in the future. I call this character uh, cotton candy shirt mm. or three C. I see that. She's also her personality is cloyingly sweet as well, so it's very. Oh apropos. my god, she's the worst character. It, yeah. it, it, like it gives you, it gives you nightmare. Just listening to her, but hey, that's that's part of the trope, you know. You, you got to have one of those. Then, then we get know. into the theme song in the opening, and Which? this sucks a space bird dick. Fuck you. Okay, this is the one good thing about this episode is that we cut to the openings of the opening credits and it's pure Euro dance trash. Oh uh, yeah. But it's in Japanese and I love that they didn't I, I'm looking at you, Pokemon. Um, yeah. They didn't Americanize it. They didn't try to like, hey, Pokemon. You know, they didn't like, hey, this yeah. is Gundam. Gundam, blam, bloom, bloom, pew, pew, pew. I'm a guy Gundam, and I'm Gundam, talking Gundam, about Gundam, Gundam, Gundam and pew, pew, pew. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, they actually kept it authentic and original, which this is the one good thing I have to say about this episode is they actually kept the opening, like, authentic. Well, and I, I do. Total early 2000s Eurodance, you know, anime opening trash but it's good no it, you're wrong mike, mike i actually it's agree bad. with you on this i think that i think that it was good i think it was one of the best parts of the uh the episode the only part that was really yeah uh, it put up a lot of competition for that yeah exactly like, this is, this, this, this is the, the only kind part of that like wasn't you know 
was the weird pink silhouette of a naked girl with bouncing boobies. Yeah. Just sort of floating in space yeah, for no reason. The random nudity. Yeah. Oh, did I miss that? The, Where is it? the random, random faux nudity. Yeah, exactly. Boodity. Wasn't there one scene where they showed our t- our main characters in, in 3C, like, be- starting to look like they're going to be intimate and they're naked? Yeah, yeah. They're, like, naked in space and then they, like, embrace each other. This yeah. is the exact sound that you hear going through any, like, Japanese pachinko parlor or, like, <laughs> arcade. It's, like, that loud, blasty music and it's got, like, the Gundam launching and it's got like the random sci-fi, you know, abort, abort, you know, like the flashy, like technical screen stuff. It's got like all of the good things that make an opening. It's got like the side-scrolling characters. It's got people holding up guns. It's yeah, got a bunch of people pro- we don't give a shit about it's for three seconds apiece. It's got the profile of the Gundam. It's got all of the things that make a really good opening for anime good. Like this... I have a question. This raises an overall question about the world. The robot battles are incomprehensible. Have, yeah. Has everybody in this world, like, memorized all the enemy robots? Because they're all unique and different looking. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. like I can be like, oh, I, I recognize the silhouette. It's like each, they know each and every named Gundam that exists. The way you might know, like the heraldry of all the all the gentry in Europe. You know, they have heads-up displays. It's the same way that any American tank gunner or Ukrainian tank gunner would know the silhouette of, you know, a T eighty-seven Russian tank or you know a T seventy Russian tank. They yep. know it the, inside the thing out, is, not those, by like the silhouette. Those tanks are uniform. Not every Gundam suit is uniform. Every Gundam suit is unique. That's what Matt is saying. So you don't have like a form yeah. to go off of to say, oh, this fits that exact form. You would have to essentially like be going off of radio signals that are coming off of the Gundam suits, but but my theory I, is I actually this: is... if you look at the sh- if you look at the yes. the bay of the ship and watching the intro, we see that there is one giant Gundam suit and then like a support uh, spacecraft with missile pods attached to it that's like orange, and and I think that's mm. the only Gundams that the ship has. So I think what it is is, like, every ship has, like, its own unique Gundam with, like, a backup ship. And when you go into battle, you just you just waste every other Gundam you see, even if it's your own guys. Because it's your ship that you're trying to save. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> that, that's a good theory. So you're like, like all, every Gundam will fight every other Gundam. Exactly. Every man it's for every himself. Gundam for themselves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's a really I, good every like mech idea. for themselves. Um, except we clearly see on the the Triangle Forces ship that they have multiple Gundams in their bay. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Also, the, like gun. Th- here's the other thing: Gundams are so like cheap and bullshit in this world. They have them essentially like doing guard duty outside the ship. They show that on on the space the space uh, Q tip. Yeah, yeah. They're just sort of floating around in space. They're acting as almost like like a fighter squadron would for a uh, larger mothership or support ship. Mothership. Or they're they're just walking around the launch location. Uh, anyway, we're jumping right ahead. Okay, so so back to floating three C, floating out of her pod. Yeah, I call this segment Goofus has no game. Yeah, he grabs oh, yeah. her and gently brings her back down to the ground as she's you know clearly floating in zero g. Her hair is a wisp and floating, and 
she notices the emblem on his jacket. In and his uh, we also vibrating have eyeballs. Classic, you know, anime trope right here is... And the lack of triangles in other uniforms. Yes. Yeah. And we have the uh, very cute but annoying sidekick, which just says, Hello, hello, good morning, afternoon, whatever, blah, yeah, blah, blah. This, this was 3C's uh, the, the... giant pink anal bead. The electronic anal yeah, bead. Yeah, yeah, her, her, her flying sex toy. Slash pet. I feel like the... Yeah. Yeah, I feel like these are like uh, like telepresence sex toys that she uses with with uh, Goofy with evil Goofus because you can see on his desk when we go to his room that he has one, but he's taken it apart probably to keep clean the semen out of it. I can so, see. So like that. when he like when he is like you know fucking uh, this robot ball, uh, the other robot ball can feel it. And that's Clearly. the reason why the other robot ball right. is making so many strange noises. <laughs> I assume it. Yeah, you know, in some way, this pleases three C. Now, I I couldn't hear the the audio because like, but she says, "Oh my, this is something." Not a zap ship, ship. Yeah, not a zap and ship. Clearly, since we're we're in episode eight, zap means something. Yeah, so the Earth forces and the Zapped forces, and they're yes. they're fighting each other. Yes. And, so, and they so even say in this episode identifies the so, Yeah, it stands for Zodiac Alliance of Freedom Treaty. So yes. so she identifies that she's immediately an enemy. Yes, and it's, instead of putting everybody on guard and getting everybody like prepared to like, put her in some type of restraints her. and take her to the to the you know jail cell and be held hostage, they just sort of hold their face, smack their faces or hold their heads and shake their heads like, oh, these kids. It's a real. Yeah. So we we cut to this really cool floating butt plug. Space Q-tip. Space Q-tip butt plug. Whatever you know, I've, I've seen it both ways. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut we, we we cut to this beautiful city inside the Q-tip, and um, you know, heavily guarded keep out military zone and uh, the first gratuitous shower scene yeah this is evil goofus this is a very progressive gundam in that uh the first full frontal shower scene is of a dude yeah but he he has no muscle tone he has nothing nothing That's to true. show us i did think at first it was supposed to be a, a woman so I, I, me too except that you know he didn't have gigantic boobs so he couldn't be a woman he had to be a dude he couldn't be a woman because it's anime. By anime. By anime you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, 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 we know, Mike. I, he's kind of jerking it in the shower to the memory of his distant father, though. Yeah, yeah. At this point, he gets what I think is one of the most egregious wastes of our time ever. He gets an utterly pointless phone call. And has to repeat it back. Then he has to yes. repeat back. Yes, exactly. It's, exactly. It is such a waste of our time everyone's time on this episode there all of this information could be handled in like two seconds of exposition in the in the scene where he's boarding it's uh it's yes but i do have to say i i love this as a little bit of world building of like the what are they called the controllers the uh the coordinators no it's the bureaucracy yeah coordinators the bureaucracy of the coordinators well no no it's the bureaucracy of the coordinators but this actually just shows that the coordinators are like they have such horrible short-term memory 
that they actually have to repeat back the things that are told them just so they could retain it. Right. So anything that's officially coming from the military force, they have to repeat it over and over again. Or maybe it's just that they're so litigious, right? That they've like challenged everything. <laughs> and they're like, well, we're coordinators and we're we're different than you humans. And now the humans are like, okay, say you understand so that we can legally bind this contract. And they're like, all right, fine. I, I understand. So then after that uh, tedious scene, we cut back to the... <laughs> what I want to call interrogation, but it's more like a scene in which to like just watch the flappy robot flap around. Yeah, the the flying uh One Hall. It's like if um it was getting really dark out and your neighbor's kid is in your yard and you're like, What the heck are you doing in the yard? <laughs> and the neighbor's kid's like, Well, my parents aren't home, so like you let them into the house and you're like, Where are your parents? Why are you just wandering around my yard? What's going on? That's basically what the scene is. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the nosy, like, like old, okay, let's like, call your parents. Neighbors are like, like, are watching through the window and like, what's going on over here? I heard some kid got caught for being, you know, a deviant and being outside in a without yard. their parents. A truant. In a yard. Yeah. The truant. Well, we learned that we learned that 3C's real name is Lacus Klein. And that yes. she's the daughter of the head... Uh, of the bad guy forces of yeah. a triangle town, and she, uh, she she's confirms. also a fucking idiot. She confirms all this. It is like, oh, this is no big deal. What is it? Yeah, nonchalant. All this. I mean, I, I could I could kind of sort of understand that. First of all, she, her character is an idiot, and also that you know that's her world. That is normal for her. But the reaction of the entire senior command is baffling to me. They're yes, like, oh, yes. ha, hmm. no, shake, right. my, shake my head. Instead, they should be like, motherfucker, the end of the war just landed in our lap. Yes, exactly. <laughs> why Why isn't there instantly that th- their you, thought? You either, one, put her in the brig and make sure she's well secured, or two, put her in a state's room that locks from the outside so she's very comfortable, but there's no fucking way she's moving. Yes. <laughs> and guess what you don't do? You don't let her fucking wander around the ship looking for food. You look after <laughs> her needs and you see that she's well cared for. <laughs> Yeah, you absolutely do not let her walk into the canteen and listen to yes. everyone bad-mouthing her. And also, yeah. you don't fucking let anyone listen at the door. You fucking control information yeah. on that shit hard. You secure the, the every op- goddamn The OPSEC on this ship yes. is... The OPSEC yeah. is just appalling. Like, I, they sh- Yeah, they should go to each of those people that were listening at the door and just be like, okay, you understand you can't talk about this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, you have to say that you understand <laughs> no, I would you make, can't I, talk about this. I, w- I would make an what example. I told you with the security code. I, yes. would, I would find one of those and float them. I would send them into their airlock and say, oh, this shit. is what happens when you listen to this shit, and you float the motherfucker and let it be a lesson to the rest of them. That's yeah, what I do. Which, which one of those assholes is like the leader of the group, and you space them while everybody else watches. So. I, I, w- I, would pick, uh, I would pick BDI'd five head to, to be advised. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely appalling. So yes, yeah, yeah, like, they're questioning three C while everybody's outside the door listening. It's all it's all like sort of done for laughs, but not really like realistic. And then we cut back to the enemy forces, right? Actually, we we get a brief scene, the only scene with Gundam in which they are harvesting ice. Yeah. Oh, this, this oh, is like yeah, my I, little this. Oh, yeah. 
This was my little cock tease of like yes, what actual yes. Gundams look like during the entire yeah. episode. I'm like, oh, the, hey, Gundam! Oh, it's over. What the? This the was thing, a this was a thing cold I really ice enjoyed. cube up Mike's butt. That's right. The, the thing that I really enjoyed about this though was not even necessarily the Gundam. It was the environment, like the back painting, like the still painting they had for the environment was really fucking cool. Like, this was, like, some sort of part of space. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Where you had two, like, large bodies, like, large planetoid masses that are, like, either colliding or coming close to each other, and there's, like, reveals of material coming off of the two different bodies connecting each other. It was very cool looking. This is the debris field around Earth, is what I... The I debris field. That's what they called it, yeah. I thought it might have been, like, the debris yeah. field, as in, like, like something like the... Coup- the... Coupier belt? The Coupler belt. The Coupier belt. David, what is Kuiper. it? Kuiper. The Ki- Kuiper. It's called Kuiper? Oh. Yeah. Kuiper. Yeah. I thought well, there was how about an L the Orc there. Club? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the S is silent. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ, Mike. <laughs> Fuck your ass. <laughs> um, and then we get Evil Goofus goes to work. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. And he goes yeah, to work okay. first by talking to his commanding officer who is has reached such a legendary status that he's allowed to wear his Phantom of the Opera mask while flying in the squadron. And this is when I was going to ask... Why would any fucking military allow someone to wear a mask? Exactly. This was going to be my question for for, uh, Derek, if he was Clearly his face was was damaged in a battle, and much like during World War I, when people had to wear masks because their face was mangled through a grenade attack or a flashbang, he clearly suffered some kind of damage to his face. And rather than show his hideously mangled face to, you know, his uh, subordinates and commanding officers, he chose to wear a prosthetic over his face to cover his glorious war battles. A fucking well, prosthetic looks like what it's replacing. This this looks yeah. like he's wearing a goddamn iron butterfly on his forehead. Yeah, it is. It is a well, fan of the opera cool style mask. Anime. He's well. This is the thing is since this is anime, we do know that the the horrible disfigurement that he has on his face is like a tiny little scratch somewhere. He's, right. He's, he's, he's got he's a doctor, doctor doom under there. Exactly. Yeah. He's he's letting his doom hang low, if you know what I mean. The, the uh, subordinates, as they pass, as they float by, they salute. <laughs> yeah, all in a line. That, that There's a nice line they background. salute as they yeah. float by. Yeah. That, also, that was a nice touch. Also, nice like touch. they they operate in zero g. Like they are so lax on their regulations. I have to imagine that long hair in zero g is a goddamn nightmare. Oh yeah, yeah. Have, this actually this made me think a lot of the expanse. everybody's head yeah this well this well, made me yeah. think a lot about the expanse i was like well they can get away with this like this half-assed zero g with mag boots and an anime because it's an anime but in like in the expanse in order to make it all work and make it seem like they're actually using mad magnetic boots magnetic boots to get around everybody with long hair has to have it like braided very tightly and then like pinned to the side of their head yeah but then that also makes sense I mean, operationally. It makes sense. Like if you're gonna have long hair, you want to do something with it so it's not floating all over the fucking place. Well, that and also like having long hair means there's loose long hair floating around your your yeah. cabin. So 
Eventually, up the it's going to grot your dick. Yeah, yeah or distracting things. people at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it like, is. Could you imagine taking a really deep breath saying, God, this day sucks, and sucking in like a, a long-ass hair, like yeah, you, someone you else suck in their hair, and you're like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, and you're like you, you fucking mask-wearing motherfucker. But all I, gotta, all I gotta say is, you guys that have, like, hair that cooperates, maybe, I don't know, um, I use Aussie Instant Freeze, and that, that <laughs> shit fucking works. Like, you put it in your hair, and your hair doesn't move. You could you could stab someone in the eye with your hair if you put instant freeze. Are you, you all those people you, who have hair? Are you theorizing that that's what all of these folks in the future in like the Gundam world have? Like everybody that's got long hair, the reason why it's not moving is because like literally they just have it plastered, so it's like a helmet essentially. That they're just wearing yeah. over their head. Uh, they, they, yeah. have, they have hair helmets. They put on Aussie instant freeze mousse. For a quick fix, Aussie's got just the ticket. And they apply it after their like spray on showers and they liberally apply it and then their hair doesn't move and it's always perfect because in the future everything is fucking perfect. Everything is yeah, rigid. Zaf regulations yeah. have got to be like the Zaf regulations is like you either have to maintain a buzz cut or shaved head or you have to have two pounds of product in your hair and they weigh everybody's head each, each morning when they come in to make sure they have the regulation amount of product. <laughs> this, this is what we find out. What do we find out? Flay will not take food to a quote-unquote coordinator. And this is the first yes. time we learn about coordinators. Yes, and a very important thing that Flay says about coordinators. Coordinators are gifted. Not only do mm-hmm. they have heightened reflexes, but they have other gifts. Do you guys know that taboo is actually a Japanese word? Mmm. Oh, yeah? Is it? I didn't realize. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you guys know that I could bring this podcast to a screeching halt? Uh, okay. Did you know that mac and cheese was actually invented by the Egyptians? <laughs> yes, I did know that. I saw it on Moon Knight. This is essentially the the conflict that the entire episode is built around. This is the heart of the story we're telling here. And the stakes are only heightened when in the middle of this intense scene, 3C just walks in. Mm-hmm. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Luckily, we get a commercial break. We don't go in completely insane from the intensity taboo just means forbidden yes. in japanese yes <laughs> okay. okay so yeah what happens when we get back mike from the commercial break um we have 3c walking into this very tense scene in the cantina well, we get a short scene in between that yeah, of the senior staff talking on the bridge, or what I assume is the bridge. Well, also, in fe- uh, a feminine protagonist has this flashback to uh, some Gundam battle that we haven't seen. Oh, uh, yeah, right. That yeah. was, yeah, that was before jump, Jumping in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a, a superfluous, useless uh, back, uh, flashback. But the, the conversation, the crux of the conversation that the uh, senior crew on the uh, ship are having is basically along the lines of, 
should we involve this girl that's the uh, daughter of the head of Zaf in the combat? No, we shouldn't. But wait, we did already involve Kira, and that's when we find out that uh, the dude that's got no game is essentially a coordinator that they sort of picked up randomly in their space travels who had the ability to control a Gundam suit, so they basically just put him to work fighting on the front line of the battle against his own people. Which makes no <laughs> fucking sense people. to me. He, he's, been, uh, he's been essentially press-ganged into serving on the ship. Yeah. Like, exactly. This is Age of Sail shit right here. Yeah, yeah. We, we picked you up, we saved you, therefore serve us. It makes complete sense in the, in, if you actually think about the historical use of press-gang. Uh, Matt makes a really good point there. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> I feel like you're being sarcastic, but I no, don't. I'm actually being genuinely like supportive um, by repeating exactly what supportive. you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, being, he's being sarcastic, not I sound. <laughs> Sorry if it sounds sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that leads me into what nice. is happening in this scene, and they basically have um, accusation exposition or accusation. Ooh, yeah, yeah. did you just we, come up with that by yourself? Yes, this is where characters bitchily state the plot to each other. Yeah. Ooh. Which is the only thing that we have to go off of at this point in time because we haven't seen anything else before this. So. Really, all we've come to the conclusion yeah. of this is a bunch of like really catty queens running an army that just like <laughs> well, are it's super a, it's ineffective and require children to to fight their fights yeah. for them. Run the it's machinery. A, it's a bunch of children exactly. in space, which ironically is the same thing as what it was back when I was you know in the missile force. It was a bunch of second lieutenants running yes. around in uh, charge of nuclear weapons. It was. Yeah. <laughs> It, it was like 22-year-olds in charge of, you know, the U.S.'s nuclear fleet, but there's yeah. so many safeguards and automated systems in place that not even an idiot or uh, malicious actor could do anything. Um, They're just babies nuking babies, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> did, did yes. you, do you remember War Games, Mike? Yes, I got there's not a missileer in existence that doesn't know war games because it's the only thing we can compare it to. Okay, so that that first that first scene in war games, where no, the, you don't actually have troops... guns and you don't say turn your key. Turn oh, your key, sorry. sir. I, yeah. I, sorry, I jumped I jumped the gun there because I'm a little a little touchy about this. But yes, go ahead. Maybe you were talking about something else. No, no, no. That was the exact scene I was talking about. But but my real question was, like, how realistic was that? Like, how realistic do you think it would be that, like, you and one other missile leader would would have to, like, make these decisions and you were just like, fuck it, we're not going to do that. We're not nuking Iran. Maybe in the 80s, back when there were actually guns in the uh, capsules, that might have been the case when you just didn't know what the hell was going on out there. But in this day and age, there's TVs down in the capsule so if we if there was ever a, a nuclear launch order nearly every missile would turn on the tv and be like what the fuck's going on right now they'd turn to cnn or fox news or MSNBC <laughs> okay or i don't know so whatever that would, that i mean it would be relatively they're... realistic it would be like we got the order to launch the nukes and like as soon as you get the order you're like what the fuck no 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 no! i'm gonna i'm gonna confirm this Wait, what, like what's going on i'm gonna turn first. on the tv yeah. and um, let me let me and, check and, facebook and, yeah, so 
there's different scenarios, and without going classified, uh, there's the situation where if you had to launch everything, then that means that chances are that we're being launched at by everything that Putin has to offer. But if it's like one or two missiles, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Because if you're launching like one or two missiles, it would mean that there's like a rogue state, like, you know, for example, like Iran or North Korea doing something, but you wouldn't use your ICBM fleet because uh, ICBMs are ballistic. Once you, there's no abort code. There's nothing like in the movies. When you launch that fucker, it's gone. It's like you're throwing a rock. You can't take back the rock once you throw it. So any scenario where you would need to go against a rogue state or just a, a random target, like or you would use a bomber because they're more flexible. You could call back, you could call back a bomber. You could recall it. You could do whatever. Um, so the ICBM. Yeah, they're like only... dialing up the bomber, and they're like, "Oh, your air filters have been, they've been recalled." <laughs> Better yeah. come back and get them replaced. I've seen uh, like that. Yeah, kind I've of seen like Dr. that. So, Strange so, love. I know how that so, works. So yeah, the, 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 like and then yeah, the, the bombers. Down. <laughs> and, yeah, like... they they kick the the bomb off and they ride it all the way down. So the bombers would go first, and like your ICBMs would be like the the you know the last resort if Putin Putin just goes absolutely batshit crazy and decides to launch all of his nukes at the United States and climbs down to his bunker and says fuck it i'm gonna survive this shit and then your and then your subs are your last last like they're the most survivable aspect so after world war three um any remaining forces would be taken out by the subs because they could go they could dive down deep they can hide for years pretty much and would pop back up and snuff out any last remaining forces assuming that the united states government survives and and they haven't escaped to like Martha's Vineyards or you know some <laughs> some place so, that isn't going to get nuked like South so America. My, my like, question that's the is... most the most un the, wait the most unrealistic part about uh, war games is when you look at the, the 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 simulated launches and it shows every country firing off nukes against everyone else. They they don't realize south like anything south of the equator they don't have nukes. So the safest place in the world to be during a nuclear exchange is like Chile or like Patagonia because nice. no one's going to think that no one's going to fucking nuke South Africa or Buenos Aires or I it, might. I, I well, mean, maybe Matt, South Africa, Matt, maybe luckily, South Africa, maybe, maybe, maybe South Africa, but, but mm-hmm. maybe uh, like uh, maybe like uh, Australia. But the, Thailand is not going to get nuked or send off nukes. So the whole concept of a global nuclear exchange is kind of stupid. It's like France and the United States and Russia and maybe Israel might get involved. Maybe they might say, fuck it, we're going to be like Switzerland and stay the fuck out of this. And, and then because of the Coriolis effect, most of the nuclear fallout would stay in the northern hemisphere. Very little would filter down. There, There might be some nuclear winter effects, but your safest place to be is like, you know, fucking go to Chad or Nigeria because not a fucking thing is going to go on in Africa because they're going to stay out of it and they don't have nukes. So no one's going to nuke them. I might nuke the Sahara just to see if the edges get bigger. Well, it would turn to glass and then you'd have like the largest glass factory in the, like, the world. 
could like make all cool. like cool. Yeah, you you could just like skate on it or something. I don't know. Yeah, like I would make so many bongs. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to the heart of their episode, man. This the, it's so tense in this room. You could cut it with some sort of sharp claw or knife or, like or a, something. A spoon. Like, no, or like one of those. No, you you can cut it with edge. one of those uh one of those knives that is like um like a mm-hmm. like a lightsaber where you could make toast like if you slice <laughs> bread you could actually make toast with it because that's what i would do with a lightsaber i'm I'm a total hufflepuff i would totally use a lightsaber to make toast with slicing bread i it's unfathomable Fathomable. it's unfathomable it's, it's, i can't fathom of it Please stop your fathoming. I can't. I can't even fathom how much toast I'd make with a lightsaber. But here is this crux of this episode. Everything turns on this hinge. Everybody, that is that. Cotton candy curtains is hungry. <laughs> I can and and she wandered out of her fucking open door cell. Yes, and uh, she wanders in the canteen, and we learn a couple things that she is what they call a coordinator. People don't like coordinators. And feisty redhead is, of course, the feistiest of them all. Yeah, or pink head, kind of. No, she's red. Oh, I guess you would know. Yes, wouldn't you? Yes, I yeah. would. She's, um, she's. And we also learned the 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 Zaft forces are short for Zodiac Alliance of Freedom Treaty, which yes. makes me think they like run their government with fucking crystals and feelings and and, and codexes and like <laughs> you know like Zodiac like. What they're really trying to do is they're trying to paint them as, like, the Nazis versus the regular Germans. Because, like, the, the <laughs> princess is like, oh, you know, I'm just, I am a coordinator, but I'm not part of Zaf. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm, like I'm a soldier. relatively good guy. I'm not, I'm not part of the regime that's trying to kill all humans. Uh, at any rate, Flay is crazy racist against coordinators. And this is this is actually where they explain, right, that coordinators are really just sort of genetically enhanced humans, basically, for whatever reason. Yeah, they're they're better in, yeah, they're better better in in poorly described ways. Yes. So it's almost like it, as in like Battlestar Galactica, where except they're not robots; they're just. It's humans. more like Gattaca. More like Gattaca, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Mm, okay, I, I. Wow. So yeah. deep. So deep. So Goofus has to take three C to her room. This this is when I really got the impression that essentially this is all actually just the part of Star Trek that we never got to see, the eugenic wars, mm. basically mm. from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yes. So essentially, three C is Khan, <laughs> the uh, the weirdo guy not, with no game. No, no. That's like Kirk, and. Uh, the little uh, pink robot banal bead thing is uh, Spock. Yeah, that makes sense. Metaphors um, completely stands up. Well, holds okay. up. Where, who's the who's the Klingon? Is is that the the beady eyed five head guy? There weren't any Klingons in Wrath of Khan. In, in TOS. Yes. Well, what about Star Trek: Deep Space Nine? Who's who's like the CD trader guy? You mean Quark? Quark? Yeah. Probably the probably the Quark? guy with the mask. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Quark. Let's go. Let's Quark? go with it. All right, and then we get to the best part of the episode, which is the commercial cutscene, where we actually get to see another Gundam. 
Jesus, no, we're we're already we're already past yeah. the commercial cutscene. We're in the, okay. No, there was another one. Oh or we get to see Gundam Seed this gigantic fucking sword just like coming uh, at you. Like as this three yeah. D would like be poking you in the forehead and it's like glowing and it's awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Better is like the the, the, the bubble blowing scene where uh, e- Pink, Evil Pink, Goofus. Evil Goofus is blowing bubbles, and uh, Triple C is like spinning around in circles and looking super kawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on in like a field, like in a meadow of clover or something. Yeah, uh, a meadow of like yeah, the greenest grass that you could ever see in like Ireland or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, at any rate, that's why because of this, Goofus has to take Three C to our room, and he is carrying. So one thing I liked about what we probably the only thing I like about what we see in this particular episode is the detail that they put into looking at like life in space. You you see like guys floating around, you see like the magnetic boots, you see people drinking out of containers that have specifically like straws or self-contained liquids. But then you see Goofus walking around with a tray of food with like loose fucking peas in it, just walking in the zero G yeah. environment like it's nothing. With an open tray. With an open tray, exactly. Like a, like a yeah, a, a grade school lunch tray. You no, know, you could see you could see the hallways uh, slanted, which means that they're in a centrifugal Slightly force gravity. ring right now. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so it, good it, point. Yeah. Good so point, anything. Right. Right. Anything that is in contact with the ring will rem- like will uh, maintain the centrifugal force and will maintain gravity. If you took one of those peas and threw it up in the air, it would continue to float along its trajectory, but would also fall because it maintains the. Stri- it's physics. It's simple physics, guys. <laughs> it's pea <laughs> physics. It's simple pea physics. It's pea physics one hundred and one or p- physics, as I it's call it. And all along the sides. All along the sides of this hallway, there's just big signs that say "No food beyond this ring." Yeah, do well, not. Also, do all not along the floor of this hallway is just peas. Here. There's peas everywhere inside yeah, this yeah. hallway. Nothing but peas. Because as people are walking to the hallway, like the the peas are just sort of floating along with them, and then they hit the hallway and they just hit the ground. So it's just filled with food and feces. Yeah, it's have you ever wondered why physics starts with the le- letter P? It's because yeah. they actually had to account for the P in physics. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it you know, used to be just for all the P's. Later, yeah. later versions of this same ship model from the Earth forces will just have P gutters running along the sides of the the main thoroughfare, which just filled and littered with P's. And the coolest part is it's like it's like a marble run where all those P's <laughs> like will run along and they would like get picked up by little P ladders and they would go through little pegs. And they would knock over dominoes, and eventually uh-huh. they would like, uh, you know, they would like open a door or something like that. No, eventually, mm-hmm. like, eventually the peas would find their way right back to the mess hall, where they could be reserved back to the yeah. rest of the Reserved. This is what they troops. think hydroponics is in the future. Let's be honest; it'd be the enlisted troops that got those, not the officers. Yeah, exactly. The enlisted <laughs> troops, the, the recycled peas, the officers. Did Did you know that uh, French onion soup? Was actually just a leftover uh, broth and uh, onions from the roasted meats that the officers got. All the enlisted troops got the leftover broth and uh, onions served as a soup with just bread. 
I I did not know that. Sounds very and tasty, I'm not though. mansplaining to you, that to you. I'm no, just you're not. You're giving not. you a little bit of historical. He just happens context. to be a man who is explaining yeah. things to you. Yeah. Well, so that's a lot I like how uh, French roast coffee is actually like the dregs of coffee. That's mm-hmm. it, it the we burnt... used to call it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was Again, leftovers. We yeah. are a microcosm of the culture. The French glorify garbage. The culture glorifies garbage. We are garbage. And hence, anime is a glorification of Japanese garbage. At any rate, they have a moment. <laughs> so are you saying Gundam I, Seed is like French roast coffee? Absolutely, and I'll drink that shit any day. <laughs> give, it, give it to me in a fucking gallon container. I'll drink it up with French onion soup because I love anime. <laughs> they have a moment where Goofus admits that he is also a coordinator to 3C. And this is when we get the the most enigmatic line of this entire fucking episode, which I feel like I really need to use this line on somebody just to see like what their honest to goodness reaction would be. And it's when Three <laughs> C says to Goofus, "I know now the reason why you're kind. It's because you are you." Okay, here's the thing that doesn't happen now. That happens in a completely pointed flashback two scenes from now. Oh shit. Wait, that was a flashback. Oh, a flashback. Jesus fucking Christ! This is a Christ. flashback this to this episode. scene. Fuck me! <laughs> this fucking episode. You could still you could still use it on someone. We're not gonna take no, that. No, no, no. I, I still between, will. I still will. Yeah. In between this, we get the scene where they where this bridge gets a uh, broke ass message from another Earth oh, vessel. Yeah, yeah. From the, from the Eighth Fleet, right? Yes. Something like that. And then we get this travesty of a scene. Where Goofus has a buddy. Oh yeah. He steps he steps out of Cotton Candy Curtain's room and we get to hear her horrible singing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sucks so bad. So this is one yes. of those scenes where I yeah, feel like everyone. the Japanese version would have been better. Probably. Like, Probably. Sure. I, I could see that. This is the this Not is, even Japanese could save this. This is the musical interlude translated into English. And something got lost. And run through a synthesizer. Yeah. And run through. And, yeah. and they said, hey, English dub people, voice actors, whatever you call yourselves, we're paying you pennies. Uh, who yeah. wants to sing? It was like, yeah, and voice actors, who like, wants oh, to sing? And, and somebody was like, I don't want to sing because I can't sing worse shit. And they're like, excellent, you do the singing. We're going to auto-tune <laughs> yeah. you to make it seem like it's something real. And then it just sounds like garbage anyway. Meanwhile, yeah. I can understand why Flay is scared of these because uh, 3C is fucking staring at the wall, eyes completely wide, unblinking, singing over. terrible K-pop to herself. And there's comment uh, from other officers or other uh, crew members that are talking about the, hey. how beautiful the singing is. And somebody says, yeah, they're all yeah she's, probably, she's probably genetically engineered to, to sound like that. In the meantime, she's doing like, like it's auto tune, but she's also like adding reverb and like there's like dual singing and there's like a uh, that's called vibrato. Like there's like a there's a a drum track going in the background as well that's coming from nowhere, <laughs> except for that's all from Dull. her voice box. Yeah, maybe Thousand it's coming from her flying uh, onoho, her anal bead onoho. How do you pronounce it? Onoho, onoho. On, yeah, on, 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 on. Um, hey, on hey, 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 I, I, I want to back up here. 
I, I want to. I want. You want to fully back up here? and fuck yourself? I want. I want to step back <laughs> because it's J-pop, not K-pop. Okay. Yeah, you. Matt. Yeah. You really How dare you? It's not you really taught me a lesson. Korean. It's Japanese. Yeah, you really, you really cut me to the quick there. <laughs> Son oh, of a bitch. God, you know how much that hurts dogs to cut them? Cut their foot? Oh my god. It's Pretty like, fucking bad. You kidding me? Yeah. Oh god, I, I feel like every... Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I, I, I've never felt worse than cutting a dog to the quick. So like that, that comment actually really... Uh, cut you to the quick? Home. <laughs> it, it cut me to the quick. It, it's harsh, man, harsh. At, at any rate, Cotton Candy Curtains we learn is also kind of a racist because I think that line that you pointed out, Adam, is essentially yeah. racism. Yeah, yeah. Because she's racist the other way. She thinks that uh, coordinators are inherently superior. Well, the, uh, coordinators are in inherently more kind. They're, mo they're better natured mm -hmm. is what she's thinking. She's thinking that the filthy right. human mongrels don't have the means of understanding proper emotions that the coordinators have mm -hmm. and therefore must be exterminated because otherwise they will dilute the coordinator population with their horrific inability to uh, feel properly. That's yeah, the they've been touched by f the impurity. Yeah, they've been touched by filthy evolution, and they need to be corrected. I was touched by filthy evolution once. <laughs> so I have a cool question stripper. here. <laughs> I, I had to call an adult. I have a quick question here. Goofus's buddy, who's like the blonde-haired guy with tinted glasses, is he also yeah. coordinator? Because I feel like there were like a few no. coordinator uh, characters that were supposed to be on the ship besides Goofus. I don't think so, because he says he'll go talk to Flay later. He's acting like a go-between between Goofus <laughs> and Flay. Okay. I did watch this episode multiple times, but there are still things that like... I really didn't understand because I just didn't really, like, pay close enough attention. The whole conversation between Evil Goofus and the Phantom of the Gundam, uh, where they're talking about, like, going to try to save 3C. And, like... The Phantom I'd... of the Gundam is my favorite. <laughs> Go on. Guys, I'd, if, I'd... If, if I ever... If, if my eyes ever, like, move the way that anime eyes do, I want you to call 911 immediately. <laughs> No, it's called nostalgia. Where they like vibrate. Yeah. Yeah, I know. The, Just call call nine one one because I must be having a seizure or like some kind of like <laughs> brain hemorrhage. So the whole context that we get at the ending of this episode is the eighth fleet is coming to join up with the rest of the fleet. The fiery redhead's father, who runs the eighth fleet, is coming to the rescue. This ship was obviously like more of a refugee ship or like a light combat ship that got separated from the rest of the fleet and they're just sort of like picking up stragglers from wherever they're going so there's actually a civilian population on the ship that needs to like be rescued by the rest of the human military force and that uh, mm -hmm. uh, the characters that run the Gundam suits or uh, Goofus is a coordinator and then they have the the coordinator the head coordinator's daughter on the ship, or the head of Zap's daughter on the ship. So we go through the she end credits. She also gets fucking called on her bullshit. I, I feel like this is like a, a, a high school ship that got accidentally called into the war. It kind of like, is. Was, I feel like this like is like probably a bunch, like... A bunch of teenagers, mm -hmm. and they're, they're haphazard, like, well, uh, caretakers. I, 
I think you're absolutely right. I feel like this ship was like, it was supposed to be at like the very tail end of the fleet. And the captain of the ship was like the guy that's got three DUIs, but the Admiralty didn't really want to fire yet. So they just sort of like gave him their <laughs> some shitty ass ship to go fly. This, this is so. L. Ron Hebbard in the Navy. There, there was a whole anime <laughs> right. based on like, <laughs> exactly. based on like uh, high school kids that got sent off to the far ends of the universe and then had to like find a, a, a mobile suit and like fight off enemies. And I feel like this is like the the inspiration to that anime is like, hey, let's have a whole bunch of kids that are like on a ship and they fight bad guys. And just as the episode starts to get good and they're alluding to stuff, yeah, it cuts to the credits. Well, we get a, we well, get a the scene where uh, evil, so. or, yeah. evil, evil Origami Butterfly Mask uh, uh, sets the stage for an ambush ambush next episode. Yeah. Yes. And, and then the Phantom of the talking Gundam. to a robot. Yes. Phantom of the Gundam. I love it. <laughs> I'm the Phantom of the Gundam. He's really yeah. slow on these. <laughs> and I'm here um, to fly a robot. Oh, God. Again, the hair. They, all of the bad guys, like, we, we see um, we see another Triangle Force person with terrible mutton chops. Oh. They all they all have terrible hair. They're, they're like, cutting it Must with, like, a rain. USB fan, basically. Mutton chops are on parade. Masquerade. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Turn around. Wait, 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 there's another wait, wait, wait. Gundam behind you. I would have liked this more. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the Phantom of the Gundam Sea. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I need to learn Phantom of the Opera first. But obviously, you know, I've got some work to do. Clearly. So, finally, we close on 3C talking to her sex toy, Haru, about fucking nothing. The best part of this episode is the preview for the next episode. And in the preview (laughs) of the next episode, we learn every single goddamn thing that's going to happen in that episode. The ship that we're seeing right now is going to reform with the 8th Fleet... When they reform with the 8th Fleet, the evil guys are going to show up and they're going to ambush them. The evil Goofus is going to get orders to fight, to fire on the ship that has the princess on it. And he's going to decide not to kill 3C, so he's not going to fire on that ship, but rather fire on the 8th Fleet ship. He's going to wind up destroying that ship and killing the fiery redhead's father, causing her to like have a panicked moment of tearful regret. And then they're eventually going to be able to fight off the other ship by Goofus going into action and jumping in his Gundam suit and warding off the bad guy ship. And then they're going to fly off at the distance. Ooh, I'm so titillated. You know, you know what? I don't trust them. <laughs> you don't trust them? <laughs> no, this, they, they've literally done like two Gundam battles in this in, so far in this like whole series, probably. And they yeah. just cut in splices of those two Gundam battles. They're like, but they never say next episode. They, they don't make no, any promises. They just show you. So really, yeah, so they this just is show really, you, uh, this might happen. This is, like, gigant- this is Gigantor finding the giant squid and just being shot over and over again. With different backgrounds. In reverse. This is Goku, like, finally beating Cell, but, you know, we're not sure how many episodes ahead that that actually happens. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about there. What's a a Goku? 
Uh, uh, Mike, we, well, we haven't seen any cartoons except for the like, cartoons we're watching right now. These are the only cartoons that we know. Yeah, what is a know. cell? A, a cell is a... Um, Show me your dragon balls. The uh, smallest... Uh, <laughs> I was going to get into a biology lesson, but you know, it's okay. Thank you, thank you. What did we think of this hot garbage pile? Well, let's do our next segment, which is uh, a new segment that I would like to call <laughs> our anime checklist. Yes. Yeah, oh, let's do it. All right. Okay, I like this. I'm excited. Like I'm excited about yes. this. Anime checklist. Let's... Oh, oh, can we? Can David say check in like a super sarcastic way after every time? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I was looking for someone to say yeah, check. Yeah. So, David, you get the job of check, okay? Okay. All right. So no, that's not the right answer. What's the right answer? Check. <laughs> yeah. No, with, with more, with more like um, disdain in your voice. Let's just like really yeah. hear like the the seething. I felt, I felt a lot of disdain. Let's hear the, the like the the real like. Yeah. Check. We'll go ahead and start with your list and earn it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's, number. That's okay. Right. All right. Amazingly terrible's anime checklist. Number one, effeminate main character. Check. Nice. Wispy young looking girl with random colored hair. Check. Cute but annoying sidekick. Oh, check. God damn the whole horror thing. <laughs> Was right. it cute Mask? though? Was it cute? Was it? Yeah. Well, it did say hello, 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 me, 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 me. Yeah, that's the. If it was if it was mute, maybe. Yeah. Okay, we all have our opinions, but hammer to the voice box. Yeah. All right, masked pretty boy. Check. All right, fierce redhead. Check a Rooney. Fierce red. I guess I wasn't watching that closely. <laughs> well, okay, well, well, she only got angry. <laughs> There's only one redhead, and yeah. the only scene that she was in was like you. You fiery, were watching the emotional redhead. heart of this episode, David. You missed the crux on which this whole weed, this whole yarn turns. You missed the. She wants to eat food, but everybody's too scared to feed her. <laughs> oh, her. Oh. Wait, what was the question? Fierce. Or fiery redhead. Check. Mm-hmm. Musical J-pop interlude translated into crappy English. Check. <laughs> Double check. <laughs> that about does that episode. The, 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 I, I have one more for you. The promise of action okay. during a <laughs> nothing episode. Yeah, un, unfulfilled. What? Unfulfilled uh, action, yes. Uh, okay, I guess that could be... On the checklist, I mean, yeah. David? Yeah. Um, Check. <laughs> I, I could probably add egregious flashbacks. Hmm? <laughs> oh, oh, yes. oh, and implied nudity. Let's add this to Implied nudity at some point in the episode. A, I feel like a undertrained the, the child only... has a special connection to a giant robot for seemingly no reasons. Check. Uh oh, oh uh overpowered character that shouldn't be overpowered in any normal stretch of the imagination. I didn't see any real display of power. Not there this episode. Go. So yeah. yeah. So we yeah. Uh, we have the checklist, but it's 
unfulfilled as of this episode. I feel like the only anime trope that the show doesn't have is like intergalactic steam train. <laughs> does that get a check, David? You know what? I, I think it does because that there was like a scene between the escape pod and the room they were holding her in, where they were on some sort of a monorail. Yes, yeah, that's true. That so is I true. Think, so yes, I think Sarah. I think those two big like tubes on the front of the ship like are launchers to launch Gundams out of and they're essentially like a ride that the Gundam riders go down <laughs> now obviously it doesn't apply to this slide. episode but uh, to add to the checklist some form of tentacle Ooh, no check no check mm. no tentacles let me think about that well in the in the scene where they show the uh, the Gundam being shot down the tube, there is like a tether to the back of it that looks tentacle-ish. I saw that. that disengages it's at the last close. second. Let's say it's an honorable mention, but it's not a check. No, that's, that's, there's no, it, it, that's it's, classic power cord coming off. Yeah, classic power cord. Classic <laughs> power cord. Chris Pratt. Classic. <laughs> Alright. Check. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, do we have a scene where a power cord comes off? Check. Oh, <laughs> check. <laughs> check. No, David, you do it better. Just do it. Uh, check. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Just be chills. I know. It's, it's ASMR right there. I think, I think there's a... ASMR. David's, David's just, just disdain is just ASMR for my ears. How about the uh, the outro and intro to and from commercial being of uh, scenes that absolutely are no bearing? Yeah, absolutely no bearing to the story and inexplicable to like what the characters are actually doing. I like it. We're gonna do the anime checklist every time. I'll keep this in my. Uh, <laughs> no, I we're, like we're gonna have this anytime we do an anime. I, we're gonna do the anime checklist because it's the only thing that will help alleviate the. Uh, tediousness of whatever anime we get subjected to watch. And I know I, yeah. I, I picked this, but it's because there's very few anime that we ever had back in the 80s because it didn't make its way to America until the 90s. Well, no, the 80s. This is no, from this the early 2000s. Close no, like no, no, no. I, I mean, so. it was 2002, yeah. 2001 through 2003. Yeah. But uh, just in general, we're not going to have anime from the 80s. I mean, we have uh, Ninja Scroll. That's not on the list. We don't have the, the Star Blazers or Battleship mm -hmm. Yamato. Uh-huh. Uh, so. It exists. It just it didn't make its way to syndicated TV that we could be subjected to on a Saturday morning. Well, we do have... I think we have, like, Speed Racer and we have Lupin the Third, and we have... Uh, I think we have Voltron. Oh, yeah, we got Voltron. Voltron. Yeah. And uh, sure we, what was the one wait, with do we the, have Robotech uh, the, the on here, too? Yeah. What was the... Thunderbirds. God. Holy oh, we have that an on anime. here. That's puppets, and I think Thunder we actually puppets. might be... We might There's be doing puppets, that soon. But it... I, no, I, I no, mean, that was Starfleet Japanese, Starfleet Bomber right? X, that's the one. No, uh, It's a whole different I, checklist, Mike. No, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. I, I, fair enough, fair enough. I kind of like the idea but, yeah. of you writing this checklist out so we can actually refer back to it whenever we do animes. So actually, like doing this. Oh, I, I wrote it. it. It is written down. So I. Okay. It's not well, like in my add head. it to the amazingly terrible spreadsheet. I feel like we need to make it into bingo, bingo cards. Ooh, that might be. Oh, I like thing. that. 
Anime bingo. That's great. I like that a lot. The anime uh, checklist will be here to stay anytime we do anime. Excellent. Okay. I feel like we should also use it every now and again when we're not doing anime. Just for something that hits all those checkpoints that's not anime. <laughs> so we can then say it's anime. Yeah. So then, do we have to say, like, not check in, like, with great disdain? I feel like no, the, no, no. the new section is, really... is called, is it anime? And if you get enough checks, you're an anime. Hmm. There we go. I like it. I like it. Sounds good. Well, here's another uh, lesser used segment of our show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Under what circumstances would you force your children to watch this? <laughs> <It's not laughs> used. That's every episode. Um, no, no, no. This is, a, this is this is assuming it's slightly that different phrasing. You're not going yeah. to let your kids watch this. So, in what circumstances oh, would you force your kids to watch this? I I missed the subtlety of that. Okay. Here's here's the thing. Like, it would not be effective. It would not hold their attention. I could nope. not rely on it to remove nope. the terror of child rearing from me. This episode <laughs> is incredibly boring. So they would. There's not enough pew pew. There's nothing. There's no bang bangs. No flashy screens. There's no like seizure inducing flashing mm-hmm. screen. There's nothing no to hold their attention shark. for this. For, there's no explodes. Th- explodes. Like that, that, that. That's why it's phrased as force your children yeah, to watch this. Uh, this. What would they have to do in order to receive this episode as a punishment? <laughs> so, to, to be honest, like to, as a complete honest answer is if they were vested in the series. From episodes one through seven, they would suffer through this episode to get to the next episode of Pew Pew Bang Bang. Like that's the Your only... poor kids. Oh my god, like, what if, have you done to them? If they actually got into Gundam because they like robots. Like I could I, I could see them being forced to watch this episode to get through the fluff to the next episode, which seems more exciting. Would I have them watch the entire series? Um, only if Mobile Suit Gundam Seed is some part of a greater arc of Gundam that mm-hmm. they're interested it's not like in. Seed and I think Zero Zero are the two series that are take place in a different uh, un- universe cool. from the other series. I would not make my children watch this. I love learning that what we watched was even more pointless than what we already knew. <laughs> I love that it doesn't contribute to our canon. It's, it's non-canon. Uh, yeah. This is like it's... alternate universe Spider-Man. This is a non-canon series. Yeah. Spider-Man. It's like the writers were uh, pissing on my face, and then they came along and pissed on my face more. Uh... <laughs> I don't even want to comment on that. All right. The rest of you guys. I, I made my peace with this episode. What do you think about subjecting your children to it? I just said I wouldn't I don't think it would be effective, so in that way it would I would there's almost no circumstances. Adam? I don't have kids. I remember I'm I'm the creepy uncle of the group. I'm not the uh the father. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so if you ever have children you would never ever subject them to it. If I ever had kids, I would probably raise them inside of a black box, inside of a cave, so so they they don't have any access to the outside world until they're fully matured without any type of information being implanted in their brain. 
And then I would force them to watch every cartoon in the world all at once through a mega screen wall of televisions. And then afterwards, I would have the first conversation they've ever had in their entire life just to see exactly what media does to a untrained mind. I thought you were going to raise them in a box so that they would grow up into a cube like a, chi- a Japanese watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> God exactly. Exactly. Uh, Adam, but if I, you're if in... I had two of them, though, I'd put one in a scare <laughs> yeah. box. The, and first, then I'd... the first one is cube baby. <laughs> cube baby. It's cube baby. The first one's uh, cube baby. Second is you a would, d- You would raise your kids in, in, <laughs> in Seattle public schools. and they would, The second they one, would I would actually... Up, uh, uh, continuously have traveling all around the world and only get exposed to a piece of culture every five seconds, essentially, before they have to go back on the plane and uh, see what that does to them. But if, no, I'm not having kids. Jesus Christ. The only way the only way I'm going to have kids is if, like, I adult... If, eh, if I adopt a uh, an older child that's, like, that needs a home, you know? But an elder child, kids. yeah, like a kid that's like a preteen or teenager. You know, Ooh, everybody God. wants the cute baby. <laughs> you pick them up at the, you, you pick them up at the mid-40s. most ostentatious time. Mid forties, yeah. Like I'm, I'm probably gonna adopt. Yeah, oh him, yeah. So, well, why don't you just adopt a cat at that point? Because if you're gonna adopt a mid forties child, you might as well have a cat. Well, I don't know. I've got, I've got two mid forties. So. Mid forties children are good earners. It's true, <laughs> unless they're it not. It's true. They could just be sitting in their room, you know, on Reddit all day long. I mean, they're earning more than my stupid fucking two-year-old. He's <laughs> 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 to put her to work. Good points. At Good least they're points. farming karma. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> karma. <laughs> fucking hell. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Our next. Se- uh, okay. Our, okay. Our, our next segment. Would you mm-hmm. let your parents listen to this episode? Of this episode of the podcast? Yes, th- this is the no, music. no. I live, I live in constant horror that they might. This is this is the segment that I talked about the last time we uh, that I was present during a podcast, and I said this is going to be a new segment. Is would you let your significant other, your parent, your sibling, your somebody important to you listen to this particular podcast? I mean, the answer is always no. I don't know. There could be some wholesome podcasts that we might. For me, the answer is always going to be yes. Like I can't force my wife to to listen to those. She just won't do it. So I try. Like when she's falling asleep at night, I'll put like headphones on her, and she like immediately snaps yeah, awake yeah. and knocks little them off. Little AirPods. Yeah, yeah. You um, you got you got and, the super to replace the music in the elevator. Exactly. You, you got to exactly. do AirPods because they're they're they're, le- they're less intrusive. So you could just like stick one in her ear, and she'll subliminally like. Absorb mm-hmm. all of our shit uh-huh. all through okay. the night, and then and then for my mom, I just go up to my mom, going, "Mommy, mommy, mommy, look what I made! Listen to it! Listen to it! <laughs> Listen to all of it!" <laughs> I That's made my boobs. friend Matt making a joke about boobs, and yes, we're talking <laughs> three hours about Mike's okay. foreskin. Deal with it. Be <laughs> proud about poo. This is what I do, mother. This is what I do. <laughs> At least this isn't our only source of income. <laughs> is it? For now. 
for income. Now. Income, and that's yeah, income. This, this is outcome. This is net loss. This is the outcome of all of our years of depravity. Oh, God. David, what is our next segment? David, okay. what is our next segment? I like it. Well, I don't. Well, who cares what you don't like? I care. So, <laughs> should we keep this show on the list? Oh, I, dear God. Okay, well, hear me out, guys. No. We watched the Power episode, or what's happening on Namek. We need to find out what happens next. <laughs> Jikai, next time on Gundam Mobile Seed. Mobile I do not Mobile give a shit. See, uh, how do you... Okay, how do you give... Shits. Like, do you, uh, Adam like, just did it to his mom. <laughs> I, know, like, like, <laughs> I made people. <laughs> uh, ask him. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I can. So, see. <laughs> so hear, hear hear me out on this. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. No, we we watched <laughs> the absolute perfect episode for amazingly terrible, in that no, it was a flaming piece of garbage. That involved nothing to the plot line, most likely. We learned nothing. We felt nothing. We're walking away with nothing. This is such a perfect episode for us that it kind of feels like we should watch it again. Just so we (laughs) could try to get the next episode. It seems important because this is when both sides of this conflict have actually like met in person. Oh yes, Ooh, wow. it wasn't on wow. the battlefield. That's exactly. so deep. Yes. I, I, yeah, but the episode was still shit. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm feeling. I'm feeling a whole new level. I, I'm feeling like that little stirring in my loins, like right before you hit, take a huge dump. Like, Those are worms. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Those are prostate worms. You should. Yeah. yeah. You should get those checked out. At any rate, my get vote is to keep it, check it because out. it is check amazingly it terrible garbage. So, uh, it, it, this is in line with what we deserve, honestly. <laughs> this is this is the don't, this is don't our, say that you'll you, make fat changes. Mine. You're taking the mat <laughs> stance, yeah. This is our bread stance. and fucking butter. This is horrible episodes that we're meant. This is what we were stuck on that space station to watch, like in Mystery Science Theater 2000. I, like I don't a, know. I feel like Mike is nagging us. Like the whole time he, he he put this on the list, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, it's so bad." And then and then he's like, "Oh yeah, we deserve it. This is good for us." I feel like this like his he's been pursuing this agenda all episode. Oh, you're you're assuming that I have any kind of agenda at all other than chaos. Well, no, th- this is great. The whole point of Matt or Mike was basically. Th- Playing the lawn con, the whole point of the whole amazingly terrible podcast is just for us to basically watch this one anime series from start to finish. So he's always going to try to vote <laughs> yeah. to keep it on here. We're just going to watch it out of yeah. order. <laughs> We're going to go back to episode yeah. one. Yeah, he's he's like, I get, I'll take what I can get. So I just want someone else to witness this. Here's what I say. Mecha is not my I favorite to, anime. I want to keep this episode. But I want to keep this episode with the caveat of when we roll it again to watch an X and we have to choose, instead of randomly rolling, we're choosing the next episode. We do not watch the episode before or after this, but rather the episode (laughs) that's either before that or like two more episodes in. 
That way oh, we're dude, skipping so many, so your esoteric rules. rules. Because this means we're skipping it. over all of the action. We're only going to the episodes. Oh, you, you're operating under... You're operating under the theory that it goes like good episode, shit episode. Exactly. Good episode. Like, like, it, it's like you have an action dudes. episode, you have an action episode, you have an exposition episode, you have an, you have an action episode, episode, you have an exposition yeah. episode. So we only um, watch the exposition I, episodes. I think it's more like, I think it's more structured like this. Action episode, shit, 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 <laughs> shit, shit, serious finale. <laughs> you might be right. I'm not gonna lie. When it when it comes to mecha anime and, and action anime like this, you're pretty much on point. It's like season opener, action, shit, season closer. So Adam, you want to keep it? I want to keep it. I'm saying keep it. Yeah, that's what I'm fucking talking about. I told you that was his agenda. I don't even care, really, but <laughs> I just want to be right right into his. Sticky I, I, hand. Just, I just want to be right once. And this is my moment, so... <laughs> Fuck you guys. Be right. I'm, I, don't care, I don't care if it's I'm for a, the I'm wrong gonna, thing and I'm, for the wrong reasons. I'm going to take my W. I really don't think that... Uh, I don't even like serial, it. Serial series like this are very good for... For amazingly uh, terrible. Reviewing. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it, I think they're, they're funny because... Uh, we come in, we we hate everything because we come in halfway into the story. And we think we don't understand, but in fact, there's very little to understand. Yeah. Or we make shit up to try to fill in all the gaps that aren't actually there. We're just not actually thinking about it at all. You know, do you think this is part of the success of our failure? <laughs> like, how we've succeeded so well at being so and bad failing. at what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know that we're failing that good. Well, are we? Know. Are we failing at succeeding? We're then like, we're like half-assed failing. <laughs> I think we're failing at failing. We are going to set a record for the most number of episodes before monetizing. <laughs> <laughs> the most number of episodes that don't ever get watched. Three thousand five hundred and six yeah. episodes. Basically, terrible. Episode four thousand. <laughs> David, that is a high bar. <laughs> <laughs> and by and by high bar, we're talking about pot. So I I have to admit, Adam and Mike made very persuasive <laughs> arguments. I mean, Adam's argument was so cogent. Of course, we would watch some other random episode that doesn't make any sense in the sequence. <laughs> and Mike's point of what I said previous episodes is also very good. <laughs> What the fuck did you just say? <laughs> but God, this is garbage. I cannot, in good conscience, allow it near me. I vote down. Oh, I voted down. Well, we're we to... got to get a tiebreaker. Fuck. Okay, should we, break. Should we text Derek? Yes. And of course, of course, Derek is going to be like Mogul's Mobile Suit Gundam. It's like it's like military stuff. I'm going to want to watch it. I don't know. He watched it with us. He's watched it. He, he has watched, watched it. Well, so, what did he... Yeah. So he, he, oh, I don't. He I don't know. Derek, yeah, he, Derek he, is truly was, the wild card because I don't yeah, know what he's thinking. De De Derek isn't here because he had like a last minute drill weekend. Yes. Uh, quote unquote so he, drill he, weekend. Like that's the. So he was he was ready to be here. Yeah. So he, so he was watched. quote unquote ready to be here. Or more likely, he watched the episode and was like, "I'm not fucking reviewing this with these jackasses." <laughs> he's like, I'm, "I'm out." Play with my kid. <laughs> This is gotta, bullshit, gotta, gotta man. I'm not watching fucking 
I'm not watching mm. cartoons, man. You guys right. fuck yourselves. Who's texting? I hate Derek? cartoons. I hate cartoons. Blah blah blah. I'm Derek. I have my hat on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Derek. Damn, like right to the quick. <laughs> if Derek was a dog, he would be just limping around, <laughs> bleeding on the carpet. Oh, oh, I feel bad though. <laughs> fucking dogs with their quicks bleeding. Oh. <sighs> All right. All right. Uh, shall we move on? Uh, David. That's right. Yeah. Next is Redemptions. Redemptions. Redemption and mentioned. Wait, wait. Looks like Adam already knows that he's the next one. I do know that I'm the does. next one, but I don't know what I'm going to be doing. So, I might, I might need a second. We do have, we do have Robotech on here, right? Robotech is on the list. I feel like Adam's, Adam's appetite has been wetted for robots. We do have Starfleet coming up. Who the fuck put Home Improvement on the live action list? <laughs> What? <laughs> what the that? <laughs> That's terrible. Jesus Christ! That's terrible, terrible. That is that um, is yeah, terribly terrible. Um, I'm gonna guess, David. Is that you? Uh, I hope not, but it could have been. I'll just go ahead and do mine right now because I'm the next uh, redemption. Okay. 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 Go for it. And I'm going to remove a Spider-Man, of course. Thank you. God damn it. <laughs> David. So Spider-Man 1967 God. is on the uh, wait list. You are... Is that wonderful. the one where the two Spider-Men are pointing at each other? Yes. Since I'm, since I'm being at a bit of a loss for like what to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to enhance the movie list role. On the movie list? So on the main list, where we have movie list... 797. I would like to enhance the random index for that. So we're more likely to hit a movie. You want to enhance the entire movie list? Yeah, he wants to increase the chances that we'll see a movie. Okay. We're not hearing from Derek in order to decide whether or not this episode lives or dies. Or this series lives or dies. What if we did a random roll instead? And this way, Mike can continue to fuck your dice, David. Yeah, no, I, I like the idea that David's gonna have to come on and do a record later and and add it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking breaking care. update. I don't, I don't trust those dice. You're just saying that because the rule came up six six six. We want cartoons twenty six hours a day. Oh, we're we're okay. So next yeah. on so this we're, we're, we're going to random index six six six. No, we're going to six six seven. Ooh. Oh my god. Hachi The Critic! Yes! Yes! Oh. The Critic! Yes! Yes! Oh, nice. Rosebud nice. peas full of goodness and green penis. Alright, uh, what episode of The Critic are we watching, David? Let me check. Frankie and Ellie get lost. Alright. Uh, you guys gotta kill me. Uh, Is it Mike? <laughs> No, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> you, you deserve it, dude. Yeah, nice. you deserve it. 
on a future episode of Amazingly Terrible, we have The Critic, episode 21, Frankie and Ellie Get Lost. But next time on Amazingly Terrible, we are watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, uh, episode 4, Model T for Ted. Oh, guys, just just remember The Critic is coming. <laughs> yes. we, can, we can get through hold the next for, two the episodes. Yeah, hold, we can make hold it your breath. Yeah. Yes. Really hard. Yeah, just Although I'm, don't honestly, go potty I, until we reached Critic. I'm I'm actually feeling pretty excited about Starfleet Bomber X, though. Because that's, that's the puppet episode, and Derek's got to talk about it. So I'm, we don't have to do any research. I'm pretty anything. sure you're going to be unhappy. I'm Mike, and this has been amazingly terrible. What? Mike, I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to be here. Matt, because I'm Mike's David. happy. Hi, David. Hi, everyone. David, I'm Adam. <laughs> I would like to recycle that turtles breathe out of their butt. Okay. You, this is the third time you've used that. No more, Mike. It's done. Yeah. Come up with an elephant one. Um, get an elephant fun fact. Uh... Clam spit. Amazingly Terrible is produced by David and Adam. Music by Josh Woodward. Send your email to monotonouslyterrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Who's the bald kid that is always whiny? Caillou. Fuck Caillou, man. Oh, Uh, I agree. Caillou's a shit. uh, He's like Charlie Brown, but not funny. Hey, David. And Uh, I don't even. I don't even think Charlie Brown was funny. But hey, David. Who's Caillou? Caillou. I don't know. Oh, okay.